0: Welcome to Founder's Gyan. Each week we bring you an inspiring story of a startup and the entrepreneur behind it. This week's guest is Bhavik Solani, who's the founder and CEO of andnearby.com, that is a n d n r b y.com which brings hyperlocal deals direct to your mobile. We had a great time in producing this show and hope you'll enjoy it as much as we did in putting this together. Before we get to the show, I want to give a quick shout-out to my man Josh at Zencaster.com, that is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com, who made recording this possible remotely. If you're interested in a solution that records audio into separate tracks during an online Skype call, check them out. They're currently free to sign up. Enough rambling, now let's get on with the show. So, Bavik, welcome to the show. I've personally been so pumped ever since I got the opportunity to do this podcast with you. For those who don't know Bavik, he's the co founder and CEO of andnearby.com, which is an app for getting real time deals that is location based. Before andnearby, Bavik has held a string of IT positions within India. Personally, it's a great honor to meet somebody like you, and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, to share your knowledge, wisdom, and time with our listeners. Thank you, Bavik, for agreeing to be on this show. Uh, thanks a lot, Ram. Bavik, can you tell us a bit more about your journey and background before and nearby.com?
1: Sure, sure, sure. First of all, I'm grateful to you for having this podcast with me. And uh, uh, let me just begin by telling something about myself and how my entrepreneurial journey began. Sure. Being a Gujarati, it was always there in my blood, I can say. That uh, there would be a time in life where a leap has to be taken and something has to be done on the entrepreneurial front. Uh, I am an engineer. I am an IT engineer uh, from Mumbai University. I have a corporate experience of little over three years. uh, Worked in uh, the IT development space uh, for two years with Tata Consultancy Services. Uh, worked with Fractal Analytics uh, in the digital analytics domain. Working with, Was working with a client, Procter & Gamble. And before working at Fract- Fractal Analytics, uh, I have done my MBA in marketing. So I have a mix of IT as well as MBA knowledge, which I apply to my on- uh, entrepreneurial journey, I can say. The journey began last year in September. Exactly a year now where we began our work towards andnearby.com, conceptualized it, ideated it, and got it to an execution phase. It has been a rocky ride I can say.
0: okay so can you uh, so thanks thanks for giving a bit of background and uh, and uh, can you also tell us a bit more about the origin of and nearby what exactly is and nearby and how did you come up with this idea? Uh, sure
1: Ram. Uh, and nearby. Can split it into two words and and nearby. Now, uh, when we were doing a bit of our conceptualization, we were coming up with a lot of ideas to solve problems of traditional businesses, traditional Indian retail. The one problem which we saw was the was the communication problem. Communication didn't used to reach the targeted audience. Who, for a traditional retail business, the targeted audience is somebody who is near. That person's shop, right? Right. So the name came out as and nearby. So for a consumer, it says wherever you are and nearby area. Now, we are not just only a deals platform. We started off with uh, giving deals, discounts and offers to consumers. But there is a lot more to come to this. It is solving the supply side problem of communication and increasing walk-ins for a retail outlet from the people who are nearby his shop so currently what our app does is relays information in form of deals discounts and offers from a particular shop to the nearby users so the idea behind the name being and nearby came out of like wherever we are and nearby locations uh, information should reach us on a real time basis
0: Okay, excellent. And and what was the trigger for coming up with this sort of a, a deal-based model?
1: Initially, I would say we started off something like creating a local PR where we will have the local, the people write about major shops in their areas or major attractions, a park or you can say a fun fair which is happening. Uh, we came up with an idea uh, of getting local PR to be generated on an app platform. But it's difficult to monetize that such kind of a platform easily. So we moved towards getting real-time information from shops, which do spend in marketing, but but do not spend a lot in marketing efforts. And shops which believe in getting customers by doing marketing from their local areas. So we created a platform for these retailers, where they can relay real-time information to
0: their customers. Okay, that's, that's great. And can you walk us through the app with an example for our listeners who obviously may not have tried it yet? Does the user need to search for deals or does it get pushed to the user? How does it work?
1: Yeah, so definitely what we have been trying over here is to create a digital newspaper leaflet. In <laughs> traditional businesses, how marketing happens is... Along with your newspaper, a leaflet is thrown into your house. That newspaper leaflet, majority of the houses discard discarded. But it reaches only to those specific customers who are nearby the shop. So what we tried over here is converting that digit- newspaper leaflet to a digital platform where you can publish your discounts offers for a shop. You can publish your discounts offers and take it to the nearby customers which are the target audience for that shop. What, what advantage lies for a consumer over here is the consumer gets an exclusive deal or an offer through and nearby from a shop which that consumer already used to shop from. So, for example, in our Ghatkopar area where we have done our uh, the beachhead strategy, you can say where we did our test market, here there is a famous shop called Food Spot. That shop is known by each and every one around Ghatkopar. Now that shop didn't need to do any such marketing or a leaflet campaign uh, because the awareness is pretty huge. But even those shops have tied up with us because they also got a digital platform where they can publish their exclusive offers or discounts and take it to the new tech savvy customers who believe everything should come come to them through a mobile
0: platform. Okay. And so once I have this app installed, uh, should I open it and search for it, uh, search for deals or, or or does the app notify me? How, how does it work?
1: Yeah, we definitely notify the customer. Whenever the, that customer is near the shop, we notify that there is a deal running by in this shop as well as a customer can open the app and search for deals based on the products, based on the brands, based on the shop names, etc.
0: Okay, great. Excellent. Now, for our budding founders listening out there, can you tell us how to replicate this kind of a thought process and come up with a winning idea?
1: Definitely, definitely. Any idea can become a million-dollar idea with the right kind of execution, I would say. So, the execution, the thought process that goes behind an idea is to start as small as possible, validate your model, your idea at each and every step you take, Take steps like get a market research done or get a user survey done before launching an idea or an application or anything in the technology space or any other thing. Do a small validation of your idea. If that validation works out fine, then employ as many methods as possible to take it to the next phase, the next step. So with and nearby, we started ideation and did the ideation process for about a month's time. We got it validated through a market research that whether there is a need for such kind of an of a system for traditional businesses. So we identified, yes, there is a need for this system and we started a development process. Now, we did not wait till the entire product gets developed. We launched it with a very raw product on March 21st this year. That was a goodie part, yeah? Goodie part, Sorry. And then got a small test market on the application got a small test market to of consumers as well as uh, deal providers on the application and get it validated that the system works very well we did a hard launch on april 27th and from then we are in the market and we have expanded to five more geographies in and across mumbai
0: okay that's that's great so from from what i see uh, and from what you're explaining, it it sounds to me as if the idea creation and uh, ideation to uh, execution, it's it's all kind of one big process. Uh, is is that how you define it, or would you define thinking of an idea, coming up with an idea separate, and execution is separate?
1: I would say it's not a long process. It is a process which needs a lot of patience. I can say with andia by, it was a five month long effort where we conducted market research to validate the problem where we our development efforts were going on simultaneously but at the end of the five months when we saw our idea getting good appreciation in the market we can now say our patience has been answered and we can take this idea to multiple geographies and get users as well as shopkeepers provide deals discounts, offers or any other kind of information content which has to be relayed to hyper local level
0: okay no so so i think i think you uh that that's that's good that's a good input but i think you kind of misunderstood my question a bit my question was more to do with at what point do you say yes this is the ideation stage and this is the execution stage Uh, are they two separate phases or it's all One and the same, you know, you come up with an idea, you validate it, you try to come up with a minimum viable product and then you discover if the idea is worth pursuing or not. So it's all one cycle or is it two distinct stages, idea, idea coming up with the idea and execution?
1: It is a cycle which goes on and on, I would say. Ideation, creation, ideation, creation goes on and on. So what happens is whenever you ideate, unless you come take it to the audience with a physical product, nobody understands what you are actually trying to solve. So, there is a need of a minimum viable product, I would say, in the technology domain. But that minimum viable product should come out as fast as possible as it will help you validate your idea and then you can take it to the next step of executing it in a perfect
0: manner. Okay, great. Now, you mentioned that when you launched the product, it was a very raw product. Now. I'm sure many listeners out there are thinking, I can't uh, launch with a raw product. I need the perfect product or I need a very nice product to launch with. So what would your advice be to such listeners?
1: To such listeners, I would say there is no perfect product in the market. A perfect product is created with years of hardships and appreciation from a lot of consumers. So I would say take the plunge immediately if you have an idea invest your time, effort in it, and proceed towards making it a reality.
0: Okay, okay, great. That's that's great advice, I, I love it. And just to follow up on that thread a little bit more, now you say take the plunge and come up with a product, a minimum viable product, it could be a raw product. Now, what if the product isn't liked by users and won't that affect the next version of the product? Uh, won't, won't there be a bad name, so as to speak, in the market that this is, a, this is a bad product? You know, how different could version 2 be? Yeah, there can
1: be situations where uh, some of the consumers might not like your product, but there are people who will also like your product. So, you need to take in the feedback as fast as possible from your early adopters, I would say. Then build on that feedback in a constructive manner evolve your product and then take it again to the market to the same consumers which have initially rejected your product tell them to use this product again and give their feedback it is a continuously evolving project you can say and you need to put in that effort to collate the feedback from the early adopters so that there are a lot of followers who can adapt to your product
0: Okay, excellent advice, uh, Bhavik. Uh, really appreciate it. Now, let's move on a bit to a bit more about uh, your personal life. So, tell us a bit more about your personal life and how you were brave enough to take the plunge into entrepreneurship quite early in your career. Uh, as I said
1: before, it was always there within me. I did try my hands during various entrepreneurship activities during my college, during my uh, MBA life, you can say. Though they were small, like t-shirt printing for college activities, or getting sponsorships for college events, being ahead of the race from everyone. And it did help to take that plunge. The one more thing that helps a lot is a brave co-founder. So my co-founder with Anne by Amish, he is with me since my schooling days. And it creates a lot of balance in life, in your entrepreneurial journey, when you have people with different capabilities, different, you can say, different approaches towards business to help create a great business.
0: Brilliant, bavik My next question was about Amish, in, in fact. And uh, you've just mentioned that you have friends from school days. Now, did you have any serious disagreements with Amish on the direction the product needs to take and how did you move forward on, on that particular issue?
1: Uh, uh, we have it every day, I would say. <laughs> okay. Since being an entrepreneur, there are a lot of ideas coming in from different people. We meet a lot of traditional businesses because our product caters to them. And there are a lot of problems these traditional businesses face as well. And they are people collate all those feedback and into one single system, it becomes very difficult to prioritize that what should be the next kind of the right product, which has to be taken to the market or what has to be added on the current product. It becomes very difficult to make that, you can say to make that decision, but it helps when the entire team sit together, comes to a conclusion that this is the first thing which we have to do. And this is the second thing which we have to do disagreements will always be there and it's how there has to be a line between the professional disagreement and a personal disagreement being a school friend a professional disagreement is never taken to a personal disagreement and that is what helps us build a great business you can say
0: okay brilliant now do you have a morning or a daily ritual that you follow and can you share it with our listeners morning ritual i
1: would say i am i do exercise every day for half an hour It helps me keep refreshed for the entire day. A small time period is spent in reading news articles from the business domain as well as the technology domain. As technology is evolving a lot these days, uh, there's a lot of activity happening in the startup domain. So it helps us be updated with the world that is very much needed when we are building a technology product. So this is a morning ritual which we follow. And uh, it helps a lot.
0: Okay, excellent. Now, can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known?
1: Something about myself that is not commonly known, I would say, I like to meet a lot of people and I believe that is one strength which I have that I can bring into business very easily. Secondly, I treat my clients or my vendors as my people and not your people. So, if there is a problem which my client is facing, I would be more than happy to solve it as it is my problem, not his problem. So, that is how I connect well with people. And it has helped a lot of times to me personally as well as professionally.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, excellent. Bavik we are almost halfway through the interview. We just have a few more questions. Uh, now, this is your first startup. So, did being a management student help with building your venture and uh, how should a would-be founder without this sort of background go about starting their own business? Uh, being a management
1: student definitely helps. So, so as an engineer, I had a lot of chaos in my mind. That chaos has been answered very well by my management education. So I, I just told you that a person needs to ideate then do a market research and then do a small mvp take it to market get it validated get feedback when i was an engineer i did not have any such kind of a knowledge that i need to do a market research before i launch a product i need to do a market research after i launch a product and it does help management education does help being a founder from the management as well as it background so it brings a systematic approach to things which are chaotic when you are only an engineer or only uh, do not have a management background, I would say.
0: Okay, so now what advice would you give to uh, would-be founders who don't have a management degree? Should they go get a fast track degree, management degree or, or, or is there something else they can do to overcome this hurdle? Something else can be done. It's not
1: like that uh, a management degree is needed to bring your startup to reality. Uh, But yes, with going time, you should have people in your team which have that management background. It will bring a systematic approach to your business. Even if if you cannot create it yourself, you need to get it from outside into your business and you need to have that streamlined process or a startup might fail. So, even if you see in majority of the startups in India, the founders have been engineers, right? But the senior management or the people running the show behind them, they are people who have a good management degree, who believe in a systematic approach to things. So, yeah, the first step, if you have taken towards a startup, the second step should be making it it more systematic going
0: forward. Uh, Excellent advice, Bhavik. I I love it. So, basically, what you're saying is if you don't have the knowledge, surround yourself with people who, who have the knowledge, which is what every great leader does, right? Exactly. Okay, excellent. Now, can you tell us about a low point in your current business and how you managed to overcome it and the lessons you learned from that experience?
1: Being an entrepreneur, there is a low point every day in your business. And approaching traditional businesses with a technology platform is something which is very difficult in the Indian current Indian scenario, which we are trying to overcome. And we have, over, we have done it successfully in some areas of the city and we are trying to do it, replicate it in major parts of the country now. Low point, I would say, not an extreme low point, yeah, but there has been a low point where your product has been rejected immediately after launch and so it's it's like we were approaching traditional businesses and the project was being rejected for the initial few days, even after development, even after having a good market research in our hand that yes, people will accept this product. The product was being rejected unless we cracked one, the first deal provider, you can say. So it took us 10 days to crack the first client for and nearby. But in the next 10 days, we got 10 more clients. So it's always the first nut which is hard to crack Uh, the other nuts then follow so that has been a low point where patience will be the key to that answer so that is a low point i would define
0: brilliant uh, bavik so perseverance and uh, cracking the market uh, with the first order or the first client or the first customer okay um can you talk a bit more about the business model of And Nearby and what is the future you envision for And Nearby?
1: Sure. So currently we are catering to a 15 billion, billion dollar industry of the traditional Indian retail. Currently only 2% of business is happening through e-commerce. That is 12 million dollars. Is 12 billion dollars is what was... Uh, Million dollars what is what was reported recently. Uh, my bad, it's a $150 billion industry and only $12 billion was reported through e-commerce. And we are targeting a huge market, I would say. Traditional businesses are not tech savvy. We are giving them tools which are very simple to use to promote their products. Currently through deals, discounts and offers. It is a very simple model where the retailer has an app and the end user has an app. And the model happens, the business happens through communication over the app. It's an app-to-app model. We generate revenue through the retailers, through the businesses, and for the consumer who logs into and nearby, he can avail the information free of cost. There is no value attached for a consumer's uh, to pay. So it's a free model for consumers, while the retailers are charged for promoting their products on and nearby, and. The future that we are envisioning is to become the end-to-end communications platform for the traditional Indian business, traditional retail business. Where each business, traditional shop can say that if I am not on and nearby, I cannot generate business through technology. So that is what we want to put into them that they have to be on and nearby to generate business through technology, as the entire world has started moving towards technology.
0: Okay, excellent, uh, Bhavik uh, and uh, all the best uh, with that. Now, can uh, it's 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 about uh, six months since the launch of and nearby. Uh, in hindsight, you know what was the biggest thing that you you would you'd have done different six months back.
1: Uh. That's a difficult question to answer. The biggest thing that could have been done different is the way the awareness has been created. So I would say moving fast is also as important as going to the right areas and doing business. So I would say if I get a chance today, I would be able to change that part of my business. As even I believe... That we are a bit slow, but the challenge is we are educating each and every retailer who is being tying up with us. So today we also have retailers who have been approaching us that I want to do something more on the technology front. We do consult them with them with that part of the business, but that is as a personal choice. But there has been some time where we can say we have been moving slow, and we need to buck up a little.
0: Okay, excellent. And can you recommend any books for our uh, budding entrepreneurs? And uh, what other interests do you actively pursue when and if you have some spare time?
1: Definitely. I myself am not a avid reader, I can say. But uh, I do read motivational books, inspirational books or uh, business-related books. And uh, three books which I could recommend, the one will be The Goal. Another would be Think and Grow Rich. And the third, which I have been reading from quite some time now is uh, Eat, Pray, Love, I can say. Why that book? The reason being, you need to have a balanced approach to everything. Only reading business books or motivational books will block your mind for some time uh, towards business. And it has to be balanced with other kinds of books as well.
0: Excellent. uh, Excellent, uh, Bhavik. I I really love that advice. And uh, any other interests that you actively pursue? Uh, Any hobbies, anything else that you pursue to kind of uh, pursue to kind of keep your mind away from business, you know, come back refreshed?
1: Sure. So I like to drive a lot. And uh, whenever I wish to go somewhere out of the city, I prefer taking my car and driving through the roads and going zigzag, So that is one thing I have as my passion. I like to drive a lot. And I do take long drives in and around the city, uh, moving, uh, cruising through the traffic. So that is one thing which I like. I personally do. uh, But I would suggest each and every one to have one such activity which they like to do. It could be reading, it could be sports, it could be athletics, it could be anything, one such activity which will take you out of your busy life or your busy schedules and give some time for yourself as well as people around you.
0: Brilliant, Bhavik. That I am sure really energizes you a lot because I I like driving too and uh, I can tell you that uh, going on a long drive is something that really clears your mind and uh, kind of puts your mind back on focus, you know, once you get back to work. You are more focused uh, than, than ever. So, uh, I am glad to know that you also like driving. Um, um, so, what is the best advice that you have heard or been given? Uh, the
1: best advice which I have heard or been given. So, I generally give a lot of advices to friends, families, people who do business. But there is no specific advice I would say which I believe in except one. That a leader always creates leader. So, even in my organization, each and everyone who is working has that much liberty that he is a leader in himself. So, if there are some decisions for which they do not have to depend on us, they do not have to. That is how organizations grow. And even I believe in that. Yeah. And advice, I do get in touch with a lot of uh, entrepreneurial mentors. Uh, some being from my own family and uh, there are a lot of things which are being told which have been adopted which have been discarded you need to have that filter in your mind that whenever see advices are free people well, are welcome to give them but you need to have that filter in your mind that you do not get bogged down or do not get uh, go to a misleading path using their advices okay so that is one thing i would suggest to everyone that you need to have a clear filter in your mind that even if you are getting suggestions advices from a lot of people you need to have that filter in your mind that what has to be implemented and what has not to be implemented
0: excellent uh, excellent advice bavik so uh, in in other words it, it would be something like uh, listen to everybody's opinions but then make your, your choice do, uh, do do things as per your choice right Correct. Okay, excellent. Uh, I just have one question and before we go to that question, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, Are you active on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter? Do you have a blog? What's the best way to get in touch with you online?
1: So the best way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I'm active on all the three platforms. So the listeners can definitely get in touch with me. I do mentor some of my College students, so people, uh, I do uh, go for mentorships in my alma mater, uh, be it my engineering college or my MBA college. So I can definitely, if that person needs uh, personal access, they can definitely get in touch with me through Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.
0: Uh, And we just search for your name, Bavik Solani, or do you have a specific handle on uh, Twitter? Twitter especially is a little tricky, you know.
1: So my handle is Bavik Solani only. Uh, It's a name which is rare. So, the surname is rare. So, you will definitely find me easily.
0: Okay. Excellent. Uh, So, before we move on to the final question, I just want to thank you for uh, the time. I I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. Uh, And I am also very grateful for the value you are adding into the world by means of your venture, both to the consumers as well as the Uh, retail uh, industry I am hoping that you know you would start something soon in Bangalore so that I can also uh, use it Uh, so with that we move on to the final question and the final question is if there is one gyan that you could give our would-be founders what would that be
1: to the would-be founders there's just one thing is stop talking and start doing so met a lot of people who just talk about different ideas and when they see Ray idea I had thought four years down the line. So a Zomato or you can say a burp was there when Zomato came into the market and it has been destroyed. So it's not like that if you have an idea and it cannot be implemented even if it has competitors. Competition is always going to be there. How value you are how much value you are adding to your product is what matters to your consumers. So I would say stop thinking and start doing is what I would say the one mantra which I believe in and has to be implemented by the would-be founders.
0: Excellent. Uh, Bhavik, thank you so much for your time and it was a real pleasure chatting with you.
1: Same here, same here, Ram. Thank, thanks a lot for all the questions and taking your time as well for this interview.
0: Thank you. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring story from another inspiring founder. I hope you found it as useful as it was to me. Please share it with people who enjoy such shows. There are nifty icons in the show notes to share the same. You can also head over to www.foundersgyan.com slash sound to check out the show notes as well as to get other information like how to subscribe to the show, the Twitter page, Facebook page, etc. You can also email this link to your friends. Do like us on Facebook. After all, who doesn't like a good like? I'll see you all next week with yet another great founder, yet another... Great story. Till then, you know it's time for action. So go ahead, get inspired and act today. Thank you for tuning in.